It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, like, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So, like, I don't shoot trying to miss. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 780 of Locked On Raptors for, uh, what the hell day is it? (laughs) Who knows? Wednesday, September 9th? I think so. Yes, that's what it is. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter as always, at WoodleySean, and you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode of the podcast, and as always, please make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network, as we have excellent stuff for you from national shows covering all the big sports and big leagues, and then local shows covering just about every single team in the Big Four, whether you're a hockey, basketball, baseball fan, we have that covered for you football as well as football begins i did a fantasy football draft last night i know like 11 football players now that's the part of my life i'm at and the part of my sports fandom i'm at so uh you probably know more about football and definitely our locked on net local hosts know more about football as well so go and listen to those shows all right on today's show look it's a stressful day. The Raptors' season hangs in the balance. Game six goes later on tonight against the Boston Celtics, and they need a win to stay alive. And it's a very stressful time. And as a response to that, and as a maybe a bit of a coping mechanism, I uh, thought maybe we should do a mailbag episode, but not a mailbag episode where we're talking about X's and O's and the series at hand or big picture free agency questions or anything like that. It's going to be a mailbag full of entirely serene, calming questions. And I may, in fact, even drop some, like, birds chirping or perhaps uh, some ocean wave sounds underneath that portion of the podcast today. Uh, But I am joined by a guest. And to begin things, we do have to get angry a little bit, I think, about the Toronto Raptors not receiving any uh, submissions to the all all NBA defense teams that came out yesterday. Kyle Lowry just misses out by uh, I mean he was second in terms of others receiving votes. He wasn't really close to making it on. We will talk about that and much more with our guest today, who is my co-host on uh basketball and uh one of the very best writers there is. It's Katie Heidel. Katie, what's up? Good morning. Not much is up. I'm just yeah. gonna set my soothing scene for you. Mm-hmm. Staring out at a lake. It rained all night. There's some mist rising from the water. I can hear loons screeching. Uh, Screeching, that's calming. (laughs) I I mean, it's kind of like a screech howl, the loon sounds, but I think it's soothing. It's nice. Uh, Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I would describe what loons do as something like a throat flutter. Does that oh, make sense? Like yeah, a, that's pretty poetic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> throat flutter. Say that five times fast. That's hard. Uh, <laughs> 
Anyway, uh, Katie, the, the first segment is going to be devoted to all defense stuff, and then we're going to get into the calming uh, mailbag questions that uh, lovely uh, listeners have sent in to help calm us down before Game Six. Uh, all right, Katie, let's we're going to put like four minutes on the clock here because I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's not entirely surprising considering the circumstances that we knew were going to be part of the all-defense voting. Marcus Gasol, probably the most deserving of all of the players on the Raptors to be all-defense considering his impact this year. Didn't play enough games, was never getting on. Kyle Lowry and Fred VanVleet kind of cannibalize each other's votes in the backcourt. Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi kind of cannibalize each other's votes in the frontcourt. And the result is you get the two all-defense teams. The first team, Rudy Gobert, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, Marcus Smart, Ben Simmons. Can't really quibble with anything there. And then the second team, you got Brooke Lopez, Kawhi Leonard, Bam Adebayo, Eric Bledsoe, and Patrick Beverly, which, again, not a ton to quibble with. All very good defensive players, but... To me, it seems a little bit wild that the number two defense in the league, about which many a think piece was written this year because they were so good, and a defense that uh, didn't get eviscerated by the Miami Heat or the Orlando Magic in the playoffs, uh, receives no players on the all-defense teams. I usually don't give a shit about awards, really, but this one feels pretty egregious comparatively to like other snubs, or if you want to call them snubs in Raptors history. This was an insanely good defensive team. I thought Kyle Lowry should have been on there. I thought OG Ananobi should have been on there. But just looking at the way the things lined up, it's hard to really bump any of the forwards out. So I thought guard was the best opportunity. Katie, are you uh, disappointed, upset, aggrieved, angry at the Raptors not having any all-defense players selection- selected this season? I mean, yeah, for <laughs> for the sake of this um, podcast and us being angry only being allowed to be angry at the beginning yes I do feel <laughs> upset um, as to your point I think my main thing was I don't know how you put a team that had it I don't know, it was like second off defense uh, this season and you don't have a single player from that team on here mm-hmm. and you still double up um, on other like on the Bucks, for example on the second team I mean I would strip Marcus Smart I feel like that is something of like some East Coast elites thing I can't believe <laughs> that but I feel like that's some East Coast basketball elite voting thing of needing like the Celtics uh on this list you know what I mean like on the first d- defensive team I mean even no I mean I know Gobert should, like I understand that he shows up there in like his stats but yeah, I'd I'd strip Marcus Smart of that position and sub him in with like any of the Raptors. And similarly, on the second team, I would do that too for hmm, maybe Bledsoe, maybe Patrick Beverly. Honestly, it's definitely Beverly. Yeah, what are we it's talking Beverly. about here? But I'm yeah. just like, there shouldn't be two. I don't think you should have two. I know this isn't a rule, mm-hmm. but come on, just for the sake of like, if you're gonna try and keep it as equal as possible or or the op like make it look like it, it is and it's not again east coast elite voting um you, you can't have two you can't have two players from the same team on like on the same all defensive team i don't think that's fair so yeah strip one of the bucks and get patrick beverly out of there He's a pest, but not in that way. No, he's not like a an all-encompassing, like, anchor defense type of pest the way Kyle Lavery was this season. He was ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, look, I understand there's plenty of bias baked into this Toronto Raptors podcast not being happy about any <laughs> Toronto Raptors not making the all-defense teams. I just think... 
on merit, like, and I feel like you saw this from a lot of folks who cover the league independently. I know Michael Pina, our pal, tweeted about it yesterday, saying it seems pretty egregious. About Pina right now. Yeah, well, yeah, we We're, already made Pina fun of Pina. I, yeah. I have a friendship. It's on. It's suspended for the length of this series. But fine, you can drop his name. Yeah, the, he, the one good thing he's done the last two weeks was uh, say the Raptors should have had more uh, players on the all defense teams. I, I would also say, like, look, Bam Adebayo is incredible and is definitely the best defensive player on the Heat. But also, the Heat were like the fifteenth best defense this year. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's it just feels there are. That's the thing. Like there are players here who are deserving of it, just given their like all around prowess. Like even Kawhi. Like yes, as a player. But if you want to look at this as a as individual players or the contributions that they make to their teams, then I would even like quibble a little bit with Kawhi being there. Yeah, I mean Kawhi shouldn't have made it last year. I thought he was like the third or fourth best defensive player on the Raptors last season as he was kind of getting back up to speed. He was much better this year, but also he as is the case with everything about the Clippers, they decide when they want to play defense. And maybe that <laughs> is worthy of being on an all defense team on its face because it's sort of like a, a superpower you can turn on and off. But also, uh, they didn't defend like maniacs all years like the Raptors did. I don't know. This is getting to the point now where it just sounds like the deepest depths of angry Raptors internet. So I will leave it there. But it's dumb. There should be a, a Raptor on one of these teams. I think OG, probably the most deserving, probably could have bumped out Bam for him, but he wasn't even close. I think Siakam kind of gets more publicity for his defense, even though OG is better. Kyle I mean, should have been there. I I'm glad know. Kyle got the most votes. Yes. Um, because I think that does speak a little bit more to like the intangible things that go into that there aren't stats for, but that go into good defense and like pest defense and like smothering defense so i'm glad that he he did collect the most votes but just like that that wasn't enough still to like rank him on either of these lists the annoying thing with the last thing the annoying thing with the lowry uh snub or whatever you want to call it is that this is not the first time he has uh, i think unjustly not made a season ending team whether it's all nba which he should probably have like at least two or three all nba nods at this point Demar would kind of take those votes because points uh, when Demar was here, and I, I feel like we could even see Pascal Siakam get an All NBA nod this year, but I don't think Kyle's going to sniff it, even though we probably should because he was the best player on the second best team in the league. Uh, you know, uh, Kyle's career is going to end. I feel like the the talk about him and the Hall of Fame discussion has gotten to the point where he's going to get in one day. But if it was a borderline case. The, the argument against him would be like, oh, but he doesn't have any All-NBAs. It's like, well, th they voted wrong. I don't know what you want to say. Like, it, it's, I don't know. He He's kind of been the victim of vote cannibalization and just sort of the sexier point scoring guy on his team getting votes in his place. And that's disappointing. But we don't need to uh, continue to tell you how good Kyle Lowry is. Everybody knows that. So we will leave it there for now and move on but first before we get to our very calming and serene mailbag section i want to tell people about a site that can make your visit to the mechanic very calming and serene and that is rockauto.com usually when you go to the mechanic it's very stressful it's do i have enough money to cover the seven thousand things i'm going to need fixed do i even know what these things are supposed to cost no they're just going to
to charge me and I'm not going to be able to question them because I don't know any better. But with rockauto.com, you do know better. They're a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate as well. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the specifications, brands, and most importantly, the prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the exact same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle right locked on there. How did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you as well? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you're ever going to need at rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, I'm going to, you're not going to hear this. I'm going to put this in in post, but there is now calming waves playing oh, underneath beautiful. this segment. <laughs> the second, the next segment, I might put in some like, you know, calming forest sounds or something mm-hmm. like that. But right mm-hmm. now you're just listening to the waves crashing against the shoreline, the slow <laughs> weathering of the rocks, breaking things down into sand. Over millions and millions and millions of years, Katie, it is time for our calming mailbag ahead of Game 6 against the Boston Celtics. A question that has come in from our friend Brad at Too Much Hoops. Brad asks, what are some fall activities that you're looking forward to? Which ones would be fun to do with a Raptors player? Oh. <laughs> and and who he asks? Uh, I, by the way, fall wonderfully calm season. It's my favorite season. I feel the bite in the air coming in. It's beautiful. Katie, what are some of your favorite fall activities? Yeah, it's getting chilly where I am, and I lit a fire inside last night in its proper place. Let's keep it soothing. And I feel like you know, sitting by a fire reading. Having a having a vino, you could even be having your coffee if you got a if you got a morning fire going. That's a nice mm-hmm. like toasty, soothing activity. Um, I feel like, I mean, I feel like Serge would enjoy that just because he would have a great outfit to just oh, yeah. sit placidly beside a fire with. Indoor scarves for sure. Oh yeah, and, I mean, it's also nice to take walks outside you got to look at the foliage this is a thing i used to really make fun of my parents for and now i'm like (laughs) well it is beautiful to look at the changing colors of the trees Mm -hmm. um who would be nice who would like that Mm, i feel like powell might like that oh yeah yeah marcus all's also we know he's got a green thumb i think he he'd like to take a walk through the woods take a look at you know the late season the fungi coming up, a lot of, lot of mushrooms. You'd probably make a Hawaii joke. <laughs> um, 
he'd enjoy looking at the, the wildlife, getting getting it, its like nests ready and themselves ready for the winter time. Yeah, those are those are the first two that come to mind. Yeah, like I like those a lot. Layers, so dressing, dressing for fall. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a big layers guy myself. Uh, it helps me cover up my curves, which is good. Um, <laughs> I like uh, the the walk, the, specifically the walk along a path where there's a lot of already leaf litter on the ground, and you get that crunch under your feet. The mm-hmm. That that is one of the more soothing sounds, and I think for me, I, I think Terrence Davis would probably like that a lot. Terrence Davis has talked a lot about how much he loves Toronto. I think he was kind of blown away by snow when he saw it for the first time up close this year because uh, he'd spent his entire career playing basically in the Deep South. And I feel like he'd be fascinated and blown away by the fall foliage. Uh, maybe take a drive up north a little bit and get some of those vistas. Um, I, I think one of my favorite things is just to make like really hefty deep flavored soups in the fall yeah and i know surge is the easy one to think about there but i don't think surge is he seems more of a quick like flash fry your stuff and throw some herb gloop on it type of guy mm-hmm. i think you know i could see kyle lowry getting like you know you know how you kind of get that little extra cushioning during the the fall months because you're eating heavier foods and you're a little bit less active yeah you're i feel like kyle lowry exactly like kyle lowry loading up Especially considering the winter this year is going to be the off-season and not, uh, which is, God, so bizarre and weird. But because it's going to be off-season, I could see Kyle really getting into just, like, putting together a cookbook almost of, like, fall soups, whether it's, like, a butternut squash or something, or maybe he's making, like, a gumbo. Um, That's a a really good fall thing. I also like a a corn maze in in the fall. Oh, yeah. Um, Like a little fall fair. You like hitting up a little fall fair. I feel like Hamilton's pretty ripe with those. They they have a there's a corn maze pretty close by which is uh, very elaborate and sometimes it is a little bit anxiety inducing because it is so big but if you kind of take it all in stride and you just go and look for the clues and have a good time it it, it does kind of calm you a little bit kind of there's no service in the maze so you can't be on your phone or anything like that um, and I, I find that's always a really nice maybe you just bring like a coffee and walk through the maze mm-hmm. uh, with your partner it's uh, it's always a good one and I I, like- I can imagine someone like uh, I feel like OG would really get on board just doing the maze by himself, not even with anybody, just kind of doing it on his own just to kind of test himself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like Matt Thomas would be a good sport about dressing up like a scarecrow, not a spooky scarecrow, not Halloween yet, mm-hmm. um, but like a nice scarecrow who's like, if you get really lost in the maze, he's like, you just gotta go this way, man. Um, <laughs> and I also, this is a thing I've never done but it always looks incredibly endearing, but I feel like you need small children for it. So I think Fred would be a great person to do it, but going pumpkin picking. Yeah, yeah. I think his kids would really enjoy it. Uh, That's a really good Instagram post just waiting to happen. Again, we're we're gonna get... Amir Johnson did it. And -hmm. I look at that picture unseasonally. Like I look at that, you know, I look at it every (laughs) season. I feel like it's on my, it's in my camera roll. I mean, you're the summer vacation watch guru. Are you excited for fall vacation watch and sort of the different opportunities that will provide? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for any opportunity for just guys to be out in the world enjoying themselves. So if that's, mm-hmm. you know, with like a nice steaming seasonal drink, um, some cozy layers on, I'm all for it. 
I just got a shiver down my spine thinking about <laughs> apple cider, hot apple cider. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, hopefully that was a relaxing enough kickoff to the mailbag section, and we will move on <laughs> to our next question. This one here comes from Cashton Fitzsimons. He asks, Giannis has just signed with the Raptors, and MLSC asks you both with uh, tasks you both with giving him the welcome tour. What does your day trip with Giannis look like? For the sake of the question, let's assume 2020 free agency is Labor Day weekend and COVID is no longer a significant factor. Yeah, that's that's crucial. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I would take him around on the. I wouldn't even get like a water taxi. I would take him on the public ferry. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Again, COVID is not in the in the equation. Um, because I really like the the like public ferries over to the islands. I think yeah. like cool old boats. I don't know, just to like go and sit on the top. We get a we get a coffee. If it's warm, we have an iced coffee. If it's if we go with the fall theme, we we layer up. You know, we'd be at a brisk lake. He could take mm-hmm. a look back at the city, um, and just like a beautiful scene. I don't really we don't really need to hang out on the island. We we'll probably just do a round trip. Um, <laughs> there's, there's not much there this time of year. Don't want to take it to the nude beach necessarily, but maybe, maybe. What about the log time. flume? Yeah. The, the log ride at Center Island? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he might be too tall, but we can, go, we can go by it. And I do like those decrepit bumper cars because they definitely mm-hmm. should be out of commission, but they refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you get you definitely get a shock when you ride those. So he might like that. Um, come back. Mm, I don't. We can skip the CN Tower unless like he really wants to do it. I'm two ways. I feel like he might be like, I want to go up. You know, like mm-hmm, I saw mm-hmm. the woman singing the national anthem up there. I want to go up. <laughs> so maybe you'd go up if he wanted to. Um, what else? Oh, I'd hit up St. Lawrence Market. Um, again, just like a great landmark of the city mm-hmm. what else i'd take him up to assuming that it still exists at this time i'd take him up to the little jamaica neighborhood and get some good patties from randy's oh okay we gotta yeah. pro- and, and guys we gotta protect this national this neighborhood it's it's under it's under um it's under threat by uh what am i trying to say development Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, sorry, I'm keeping it soothing. I'm keeping it soothing. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, what else would we do? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like a good portion of the city. I know I haven't done really West End too yeah. much. I would say... A cu- oh, a I'd take things. him to the Danforth. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh that, Obviously, that's easy. I'd take yeah. him to the Danforth. Um, yeah. And we'd probably go to Mez's and get like a nice... Uh, Mez's appetizer plate where you get like four dips you can get you can get a souvlaki stick to share like you can keep it cheap he doesn't need mm-hmm. to but I'd be like look you can just come in here for a snack you don't have to make it a big occasion uh, and we, yeah we just take a stroll around the den for us yeah I like that a lot I, I was also a couple of different things um, I, I think taking him to sit on the hill at Christie Pitts and watch a Toronto Maple Leafs game would be pretty good um, it's a, it's a, nice... it's a baseball team yeah, the, okay. the baseball team. Like, it's, yeah. I know you hate baseball, but no, it's no, a nice... No, no, I've done that before. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's fine. It's a pretty relaxing, chill, mm-hmm. nice view of the city. Uh, there's no cost to it. And then you can kind of walk around 
uh, you know, Koreatown and things like that as well afterwards if you feel like doing that. Um, I, I think I'd probably, if it's still there, probably won't be there by this time, but take him to Sneaky D's so we can try King's Crown. I just want to see what his hands look like picking up a King's <laughs> Crown and like in comparison, that'd be kind of fun. Um, save Sneaky D's. Uh, don't close that wonderful place down. Um, you know, maybe you go from there and take a walk through Kensington a little bit. Maybe go to one of those uh, shops that has like the old jerseys kind of sitting out. Um, you know, sort through those a little bit, see where his sort of eye goes to in terms of the jerseys he wants to pick up for $15. Um, and then I, I might just sort of suggest maybe we uh, pop an edible and go to the aquarium. It feels like a thing that maybe Giannis would like. I don't know. The jellyfish uh, tunnel, probably, yes. Yeah, yeah. So th- there's a lot there. Um, you know, Toronto's a, an ever-changing city, so we don't really know what's going to be there a year from now. But I guess you could also take him to the X if it's Labor Day weekend. It'd be the last weekend of the X as well. So, That's true. I think he'd yeah. like the CNE. Yeah, I think, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Good question. We are going to continue on with a couple more questions on the other side. But first, I want to tell everybody about DoorDash. You know, maybe Giannis is in town and it's raining or something and you're just hanging out at your house. And instead of going out to pick up Randy's, you want to order food from Randy's. You can do that with DoorDash. It is the app that brings food to where you are craving it right now and right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national chain restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory as well. Many of our favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app. Select the favorite, select your favorite restaurant that is, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's all one word. That's 5 bucks off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 5 bucks off and free delivery on your first order with DoorDash. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie, couple more relaxing questions. We've changed up the background now. Now we have a, a fall forest and the birds chirping, perhaps some leaves falling to the ground. I haven't found the audio file I'm going to drop in just yet, but I will, I promise. Either way, we uh, move on to a question here from Chrissy Meyer. She asks, this year's raptors as cute animals? Question <laughs> mark. Okay. Let's pull up the Raptors roster. I always forget who's on the team when we have these questions or we're going through the whole thing. Uh, Kyle like Lowry. Matt Thomas is like a, a little fox. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little sharpshooting um, fox. I think that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Marcus Gasol is like a very, like this sort of new version of Marcus Gasol with the feathered hair is sort of a very well-groomed and maybe a little bit spoiled poodle. Um, 
I wouldn't say that's a cute animal, but all right. Like, a, are you talking a, a standard poodle or like a miniature poodle? I guess like a whatever the cuter one is. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, it doesn't just have to be a poodle. Just sort of like a fluffy dog that uh, is sort of well taken. I have a couple of friends in mind who, in particular, I'm thinking about their exact dogs. Okay. <laughs> And I think it's a like a like a golden doodle. I think is what we're talking about here. Oh God, he's a doodle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like family is maybe like a little red panda. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what could Larry? Larry might be like a badger. I mean, is is he not a bear? Considering the poke the bear. Oh thing? yeah. Yeah. But like he's a... like a he's like um what's what's the, that bear called? The sun bear? Yeah, he might be a sun bear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're pretty cute. Yeah, while also being quite dogged and with large claws that will uh, will mess you up if you poke him. Yeah. 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 What is OG? OG might be actually, I feel like he could be like a badger then. Mm-hmm. He's, because don't fret, a lot of badgers live, I, I, at least I equate them to like <laughs> the English countryside. Oh yeah, yeah, that's an English ass <laughs> animal for sure. That yeah. or a marmot. But yeah, he's not. He doesn't have marmot energy. He's more of a, a attacking badger. Aren't that cute? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen marmot. their teeth? Marmot. And uh, they have that weird scream. Oh yeah, no, they're horrifying. No, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. This is the Marcus Smart of animals. Uh, <laughs> I don't want that. Um, There's one standing on its hind legs, like waving at a coyote in uh, one of these pictures, mm-hmm. and doing its scream. Yeah, no thanks. Not 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 into that. Uh, <laughs> what kind of animal is Sir Chewbacca? Oof. I don't know. Cuz he can't be something like too tiny. Actually, he can be a chinchilla. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty cute. Norman Powell's a sea otter. Okay, yep. <laughs> Um, I, I looked up uh, graceful animals for Sir Chewbacca. None of these are particularly cute. Um, there's the swan. There's the peacock. There's the Frisian horse. There's the axis deer. Horse, yeah. Yeah. Um, Frisian? Did I say that wrong? Sorry. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a it's horse okay. boy. It's yeah. okay. You will be one day. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. Someone's going to be a fennec fox, but maybe Pascal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those little foxes with the huge ears that yep. live in the desert. Yeah. They're pretty cute. They're pretty cute. Um, what is uh, Rondé Hellas Jefferson? Because like, he doesn't really have the, uh, the like requisite. Like a sloth? Mm, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. cute. Then they smile. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking <laughs> of like sort of uncoordinated animals, too. and Like, I guess like a sloths... baby giraffe. Yeah, or like a baby <laughs> wildebeest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all legs kind of getting tangled up. Yeah. But like freaking adorable. Yeah, really yeah. cute. Any sort of uh, freshly born ungulate is, mm-hmm. uh, I think, what we're looking at with Rhonda Hellish Jefferson. Um, last one, uh, let's go with Chris Boucher. Is there a cute animal that you could assign to Chris Boucher? I'm thinking like a some type of bird, but like bird babies are not usually cute. Mm-hmm. They're extremely ugly. I'm uh, thinking like a like a dolphin, perhaps. Yeah, 
Like, slick, yeah. slender, moves quickly. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little hummingbird. <laughs> a hummingbird would be pretty good, actually. Yeah. Well, that's that's more of like a j jittery, like small player type of thing. I feel. Like he, I, you could even I argue say that. He's jittery. No, I, you could even argue that like Kyle has sometimes hummingbird energy, but. You like know. a hummingbird that's coming to kill you, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like a hummingbird with like a. Like razors as a beak, as opposed uh -huh. to a uh -huh. beak. Um, I guess Boucher could be like a little um, harbor seal. They're pretty cute. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw so many seals while I was in Nova Scotia. I miss them so dearly. Um, <laughs> another, uh, a last one. Your boy Paul Watson. What is Paul huh. Watson? Oof. Um, Paul Watson. I have a, I have an idea. Okay, what's yours? I think he's sort of like uh, he's got you know the owls, the really small owls with big eyes. Yeah, they're just really cute, <laughs> like a, like a barn owl or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, like yeah. he's got like with the salt and pepper hair, he's got that sort of like sage wisdom of of an owl while also still being like twenty five. So he's got the youthful energy of one of those cute small owls. I was gonna say flying squirrel, but I feel like both of those are in the same, like a sugar glider kind yeah, of. Yeah, both yeah. of those could be in the same, mm -hmm. or like a um, flying fox, like the, mm -hmm. the bats, because mm -hmm. I think they're pretty cute actually, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like owl. Um, interesting, we're going with more like nocturnal creatures for Paul Watson Jr. Yeah, that's a, a, bit, a bit of an interesting quirk that I can't quite assign any reasoning to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna go with it. This is the the con, the con roll with it show. That works. Uh, last one, Terrence Davis. Oh yeah, didn't you say Terrence Davis? No, I didn't say Terrence Davis. Oh, okay. Huh. Something that's like cute but still tough. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I feel like maybe a smaller, cute like dog that doesn't know its size. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like um, a little, like a little Jack Russell Terrier or something like that. I don't find them that cute, okay. but um, <laughs> or just like a yeah. Um, oh, he's a hedgehog. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I I'm currently looking at a picture of a hedgehog uh, attacking a plastic toy dinosaur. Okay. And I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Last question. The, maybe the most common question we've ever gotten. It has nothing to do with basketball. Katie, what is your favorite color? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question because I also feel like um, I'm going to steer this one back to uh like your i know people have your favorite your standard favorite colors but i've also started to think of colors more of like the kind of auras people give off mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and once i had a friend tell me she's like i feel like you're more of like a peachy like a corally peachy aura okay and then i mean that was years ago and since then, I would I would have said standard answer to this question: blue is probably my favorite color. But <laughs> since then, I like that now, like that peachy kind of corally color. That's my favorite color. Hey, that, that's like I'm projecting it. You become an adult when a you pay more than ten dollars for a haircut, 
B, you get movers to move instead of moving things yourself and with friends. And C, when you choose a color that's not one of the primary or secondary colors on the color wheel. And I think peach corally definitely uh, is, is a good, definitely, I think, uh, works for the vibe you give off, Katie. I, my favorite color, I'm a, again, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an autumnal boy. I don't like the summer very much. I don't, I, I can kind of be a little bit moody at times. I think maroon is kind of where I come down as my favorite color. It just, it kind of does a lot for me. It's also the name of a Bare Naked Ladies album. Um, <laughs> it's and a worse band, but that's okay. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I like, uh, I just like maroon. I don't know. Are you a maroon person at all? I mean, no. Um, no. But I like. Um, I like. I wouldn't. For me, no. For like wearing it or surrounding myself with it, no. But I appreciate the color. It's got a lot of ranges to it. Yeah, yeah. You see it a lot, as you said, in foliage. You see it in, uh, like colors of of red wine. You got your, you know, like your burgundies. Your kind of more like eggplants and plums. I feel like those are all within the maroony yeah. spectrum. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a deep, it's a pretty deep and rich color. I, uh, I agree, obviously. Um, I, I think, Katie, that has brought us to the end of this podcast. I, th- I feel like we've done a pretty good job of relaxing people and, and calming people's moods a little bit. Um, we should have asked people to check their heart rates at the beginning and then yeah, yeah. their heart rates at the end. That would have been a good idea. Um, maybe I'll put it in a thing at the beginning. I probably won't, but uh, <laughs> check your heart rate now and just think yeah. of how you felt just at the beginning. Think of your standard heart rate. Think of what your heart rate's going to be before Game Six tonight. Don't think about compared that. to what we did. Yeah, don't don't think about that. It's fine. <laughs> everything's going to be fine. Doesn't matter. All, you know, everything's good. Um, that yeah, we're just going to sit in five seconds of silence while we listen to the beautiful fall forest and the sounds of the woods don't laugh katie we're just gonna do it we're gonna calm people down and with that (laughs) we've gotten to the end of the podcast katie thank you so much for joining the show do you have anything that you would like to promote but do it calmly would you um okay (laughs) um as you mentioned at the beginning uh time you know time just kind of rolls away sometimes with the tides uh, and like it a year uh, of time has has just rolled away beneath our feet but that's okay there's no reason to panic it's a good reason to look back and celebrate the things you've done so uh, I recently yesterday shared realized I had been a year writing for dive uh, a wonderful place where I get to you know, have a lot of feelings, express them. And I shared some of uh, the favorite and the things I'm most proud of writing within this past year on Twitter. I highly recommend everybody check out that thread. Everything you've written has been a banger, Katie. And so... Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, you're, the, the Dime folks are very lucky to have you. And uh, we're all lucky that uh, you're doing such wonderful work for all of us to read and uh, relax ourselves with and uh, get in touch with our feelings with as well. Yeah. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, I don't have a ton to plug. Uh, just this podcast here. Also, uh, Basketball, the podcast I also do with Katie. Probably a little bit less chill uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. Um, but maybe this is something we can impart in all of our podcasts. 
podcast going forward. I'm feeling pretty good right now. A zen um, moment. Yeah. Either way, uh, if you want to be one of our Patreon subscribers, go over to patreon.com slash basketball and uh, four bucks get you in there. We also have a trivia night coming up next week. Date TBD as we wait to see how the NBA schedule crystallizes. But we will have a trivia night for our Patreon subscribers only with some media guest ringers, including Joey Devine and Sean Keen from the Ramble Rock podcast, former guests of this podcast, future guests of this podcast. They're the best. So go sign up over there. It's much appreciated when you do that. And with that, we've come to the end of today's podcast. Hopefully you're having a relaxing, serene afternoon and uh, enjoy the game tonight. Whatever happens, it's been a damn ride and it's been maybe the most enriching fan experience uh, I've ever had. You know, the, the title obviously was its own thing, but this season was wonderful and hopefully it's not coming to an end. I don't think it's coming to an end tonight, but also this series is just a series of coin flips. So who really knows? Either way, the Raptors uh, have defended their championship nobly, which should relax you going into tonight's game. Uh, if, and if it hasn't relaxed you, just go back and listen to the last two segments of this podcast once again. Either way, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again on Thursday with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.